Welcome to our weekly Church on the Rock podcast. For more information, visit us at churchak.org, download our Church on the Rock AK app, or like us on our Facebook page. Thank you for listening, and we hope you enjoy our weekly podcast. All right, well, today I am talking about what moms need. Um, you know, I was, there's this guy, I'll tell you his story for a moment here. He had an interesting thing happen to him. He was uh, really sick and tired of going to work every day while his wife stayed home. He wanted her to see what he went through for a whole day. So he, he prayed. He entreated God. He said, dear Lord, I go to work every day and I put in eight hours while my wife, wife merely sits home. I want her to know what I deal with every day, so please allow her body to switch with mine for one day. Amen. Well, God in his infinite wisdom and granted the man's wish. So the next morning, sure enough, the man woke as a woman. He arose, cooked breakfast for his spouse, woke up the kids, set out their school clothes, fed them, came home, gathered the dry cleaning, and took it to the cleaners, stopped at the bank, made a deposit, went grocery shopping, then drove home, put away all the groceries, paid the bills, balanced the checkbook. He cleaned the cat's litter box, bathed the dog. Then it was already 1 p.m., so he hurried to make his bed, uh, make all the beds, do laundry, vacuum dust, sweep, mop the kitchen floor, ran to school to pick up the kids, got in an argument with them on the way back home, served milk and cookies to the kids, organized them to do their homework, then set up the ironing board and watched a little TV while he did some ironing. At 4.30, began to peel the potatoes, wash the vegetables and salad and bread the pork, getting ready for dinner. He cleaned the kitchen after dinner, washed the uh, dishes, ran the dishwasher, folded the laundry, bathed the kids, and put them to bed at 9 a.m. He was utterly exhausted, although his daily chores weren't finished. He went to bed where he was expected to make love, which he managed to get through without complaint. Then he woke up the next morning and immediately knelt by the bed and said, Oh, God. I was so wrong to envy my wife's being able to stay home all day. Please, let us trade back. Amen. Well, the Lord replied, My son, I feel that you have learned your lesson, and I will be happy to change things back the way they were. You'll just have to wait nine months because you got pregnant last night. That's a bummer. So, yeah, I really don't want to talk about what it means to be a good mother or what a good mother should be or 10 things you got to do to be a successful mom because I think you got enough demands already. When you look back at the season we just went through last year and a half, the whole COVID thing, boy, you talk about rearranging homes and lives and culture. I mean, people started working from home and, and stress has happened and uh, kids all of a sudden were at home learning online and all of a sudden, I know several moms, they jumped in and started doing homeschooling, never did that before. There's a new beast they had to take on. And uh, there was tremendous amount of stress. I had lots of conversations, a lot of heaviness, a lot of depression, a lot of, oh no, you know, my husband might have to do the, take the vaccine and we don't want to do this or we don't want, I mean, just all this stuff just came rolling into the home front. And a lot of questions, a lot of situations, didn't know how to handle it. It was new territory. And so moms uh, had to carry a lot. They had to bear a lot of emotional stress and stuff. So I think the last thing you need to do is here is you got to do a better job. Instead, I'm, I'm going to talk to you about really what a mom needs and how we can help moms today because a lot of them are running on empty. 
um, I, I came across this interesting article. It said, by the time a child reaches 18 years old, a mother has, has to handle some extra 18,000 hours of child-generated work. That's a lot. Here's the next part of it. Uh, the woman who never had a child enjoys equivalent of an extra three months a year of leisure time. Obviously, that gets filled with other stuff. Interesting fact. But there's a teacher, uh, she has a second grade class uh, full of second graders, and she gave a lesson on a magnet, what a magnet was. And the next day, she gave them a written test, and she included the question, my full name has six letters, and the first one is M. I pick things up. What am I? Well, the papers got turned in, and the teacher was astonished to find out that almost 50% of the students answered the question with the word mother instead of magnet. Interesting. Even the kids know that mom work hard. They're always picking things up, picking their stuff up. Mom's work is never done. The demands continue. They're, many are get tired. They, their tanks are on low. They need some high octane, right? So I hope you get encouraged today. Um, I, I want to talk about how we can do that. Because uh, we can all do something for a mom somewhere because there's moms everywhere. Ephesians 6.2. Honor your father and mother. Honor. Now, that's pulled straight from the Ten Commandments, which God put it in the Ten Commandments. And uh, that's for our benefit. He didn't have to put that there like a nice sentiment, like, I think I'll put this in the Ten Commandments because it's going to look really good on a card someday. That wasn't his idea. See, God's eternal. He didn't have a mom. He didn't have to do that. He put it in there for you and I, for our own emotional health. It's good for us. So, how can we do that? How can we honor mom? Well, um, I think we need to find out um, really what she needs and find out how we can help her. Um, there's some practical ideas. I'm just going to give some real common ones. You could probably relate with these. The first one is mom needs patience. How many think that's probably up there and close to number one? Is there a mom out there you've ever struggled with patience, with what you have to deal with, right? All the challenges, being patient with kids, from newborn through colic, through screaming and crying, through diapers, sickness, up and downs, all this stuff. And then you think you got it made when you finally get them into school and everything, and then they become teenagers, and then it's a whole new beast that you've taken on, right? And uh, those, those could be great years, but there still doesn't have, isn't without its own challenges. But there's somebody who clearly understands this. Psalm 78:56 says this, Though he did all this for them, they continued to test his patience talking about God. Read the story. Read through the Old Testament. How much was God's patience tested and pressed on? It was a lot. He understands. He gets it. This is a huge deal. Uh, patience, actually, though, is an expression of love. Maybe you never thought it that way, but I want you to look at it differently today. Maybe moms feel like they need, they, they, they feel like that they're, uh, if they're feeling impatient, then they need they, then they're not loving their kids like they're supposed to. But actually, the opposite is true because you have a choice. You have the choice to love your kids when you're feeling impatient. When you're patient, although, uh, or impatient, maybe you don't feel like you're actually where you're supposed to be when it comes to the whole love thing and patience. But it actually is an incredible expression of love. Ephesians chapter 4, verse 2 says this. Be patient with each other, making allowances for each other's faults because of your love. So if you think you're only loving when you're feeling patient all the time, 
That's actually not the case. Love is choosing to be patient when you're irritated, when you just want to slap them, right? All right? Love, love is making allowance for someone else's faults, the Bible said. Patience is that expression of love. Patience actually grows us. Look, if I'm in a job or a task and I don't want to do it because it's testing my patience, I can bail. I can get out of it if I choose not to allow my patience to grow. I could be in a, when I have a friend or something. Maybe they're irritating me. I can get out of that, right? I could, I could choose not to, not to allow my patience to grow through that and not love like I'm supposed to. But let me tell you, when it comes to kids... You can't bail out. You can't leave. Mom is stuck right there in the middle of it. Where's she going to go? She can't just say, hey, I've had enough of you. No. Mm -mm. It doesn't work that way. That's one of the reasons why moms are some of the most mature people on this planet. Because they've been stuck in places where they have to grow in patience. And that's not easy. The Bible says in James 1 that patience enables us if we grow in that, we could become strong and character full and complete and complete. Now, if you're a young person sitting here and you're going, hmm, so my irritation towards my mom makes her grow in patience. I'm the source of her spiritual growth. My goodness. Now, if that's what you're getting today, I gotta talk to you guys. All right. You don't want to go down that road. You will get slapped, right? Look, God tells us to help each other. And when somebody's struggling with patience and they're stressed, your job is to help them. That's what you do for moms in life. You help them. Matthew 7, 12 says this, do for others what you'd like them to do for you. Jesus said that. That's the golden rule. That just doesn't apply to you. It applies to moms everywhere. And it's, that's true love. Look, true love is not reciprocal. I'll do this for you if you do it for me. True love is sacrificial. I'll do this for you regardless of what you do. And moms do that all the time. They're always in that role. And when they're stressed, you got to give her a hand, help, help out. Uh, apply the golden rule, right? How would your mom react if you looked at her one day and got up that morning and you said, hey, mom, what can I do today for you to make your day better? How can I make life easier for you? Well, I'd, I'll throw that one down. That's bold. Now, after she picks herself up off the floor, you need to listen what, what, her, what she would like you to do, right? She would like that. Here's another one. Moms need appreciation. Appreciation. That's a big deal. Everybody needs that. Moms especially need it. Philippians 1.3, I thank my God every time I remember you. Colossians 1.3, whenever we pray for you, we always begin by giving thanks to God, the Father, our Lord Jesus Christ. Let's verbalize appreciation. Uh, the Bible In the Bible, you see people being appreciated all the time. Moms need it too. Uh, what if you didn't know your mom? What if it was a really difficult situation with her? How do you appreciate her? Good question. Glad you asked it. Here's the bottom line. You can appreciate the fact that she labored and brought you into the world. You can appreciate the fact that you weren't aborted. You can appreciate the fact that you have life today because she allowed that to happen. That's where you start. And why is that important? Because the Bible says, again, to honor your father and your mother. And even the smallest amount of honor is going to bring health to your soul. And that's where you begin. You don't want to live with regrets. While you have your mom with you, you got to appreciate her. Here's some things you can appreciate her for. You could probably um, 
appreciate mom for a lot of things that she taught you. Maybe if you're grown up now or maybe you're in that process. Maybe you recognize some of these. She teaches foresight. Make sure you wear clean underwear in case you get in an accident. Humor. When you mow that lawn, cut off your toes, don't come running to me. Roots. You think you were born in a barn? <laughs> Anticipation. Just wait until your father gets home. Wait, anybody heard that one? How about logic? If you fall out of that tree and break your neck, don't come crying to me. Maturity. Eat your vegetables or you'll never grow up. Medicine. If you don't stop crossing your eyes, they're going to freeze that way. How about religion? Boy, you better pray that comes out of the carpet. Travel. If you don't straighten up, I'm going to knock you in the middle next week. Contradictions. Shut your mouth and eat your dinner. To think ahead. If you don't get good grades, you'll never get a good job. How about perseverance? You're going to sit there until you eat every piece of that broccoli. Genetics. You're just like your dad. Weather. It looks like a tornado swept through your room. Life. I brought you into this world and I can take you out of it. Mm-hmm. How about nursing skills? That's a good one. Moms usually have better nursing skills than dads. I remember one time our oldest daughter, Carrie, she's just a toddler. She had a stomach flu and she was not, she didn't like to throw up and it was not good. It was just a traumatic moment. And so she's leaning over the toilet and Lori's like sitting on the edge of the toilet, like holding her hair back, trying to, you know, coax her through vomit. And uh, just perfect place for a mom, right? They're always in that spot. Of course, I'm like, what is going on? And I walk by the bathroom and I just happen to glance in there and see what's going on. So I thought I'd help. And I said, well, just try sticking your finger down your throat. Carrie gave me that look like, you know, it was bad luck. And Lori even gave me a worse look, like, I cannot believe you said that. What were you thinking, you know? Um, and, I, you know, I, obviously I blamed it on I wasn't thinking. Um, because, you know, dads, we don't think at times. We, we do have a box. That, you know, we have a lot of boxes. You've probably heard about them. One is the not thinking box. And when we get in there, we're not thinking. So I wasn't thinking. That's what I blame it on. And... Uh, but I do realize that dads probably aren't, aren't the best nurse when it comes to that kind of stuff. Moms can knock it out of the park, though, right? How about this? Moms, uh, just catch them doing something right and tell them. But here, moms need a life. Kids are involved in a lot. Moms are doing a lot. They're running ragged, some of them. Taxi hats on. Where do you draw the line? They need a life, too. Moms, there, there's a routine that can get monotonous. It can be like Groundhog Day. You get up, right, that morning, and the same routine happens so they need self-care, need to learn to take care of self. If you're constantly putting other people in front of you, you're probably going to lose your identity over time. That could be very unhealthy. Look at Psalms 127 too. It says, it is useless for you to work so hard from early morning till late at night, enviously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. This is an example of a life out of balance. Pretty typical for a hardworking mom, morning till night. That's what the verse says. Um, is this a description for moms? It could be. Uh, this, does this verse have anything to do with families? It probably does because the verse right after it says, gifts, children are gifts from the Lord. So here you got a verse right there talking really about family and what can happen. And it's parenting. It reminds me the fact that Moms need life. 
Uh, Jesus said this, not just for all of us, but for moms, probably in particular, John 10, 10, I've come to give you life, life to the full, life to the max, life abundant. So we've got to help moms enjoy this abundant life that Jesus has for them and lighten their load and give them a break every now and then. Uh, something I used to do when our kids were small and Lori could had a night off and could go do something, a church deal or whatever, uh, I would enter the kids' world. I would just get out the coloring books and we had a great time together building memories. And if it was Christmas time, then our task was to build a gingerbread house, right? And those are memories that are lodged in their mind. Actually, they're doing it with their kids now, which is pretty incredible. Amazing how you can take advantage of that and build traditions that can be passed down. But uh, it's a great opportunity for dad to do that because when dad builds a tradition, let me tell you, it sticks. There's something about that. And so find ways to do that, to give her a break. Moms, moms need to rest. You know, there's twin emotions that moms deal with a lot. They're, one is exhaustion and the other is guilt. Exhaustion because they're doing too much. Guilt because they don't feel like they're doing enough. You ever been there? Feel like, oh man, you know, it's not uncommon for young moms to be at home alone and get mad at the kids and lose it and scream and yell. And then they feel bad for yelling at the kids and they, ah, oh, I shouldn't have done that. I can't believe I did that. I'm the worst mom in the world. I'm just like that. I'm the only one. But you got to understand, there's probably about 20 others in your neighborhood thinking the same thing. Every young mom goes through that. Every single young mom goes through it. So you're never the only one. You're in good partnership. You're in good company with a whole bunch of other moms that feel the same way a lot. Twin emotions, guilt, exhaustion, difficult trap to be in. You got to find rest for your soul. Jesus said, Matthew eleven twenty eight, come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden. I'll give you rest. You're burdened down. So we got to allow time for moms to do that. There's a Jesus time they need. You know, there was a survey that was taken. Uh, and it was asked, it was taken of men. And it says, what is the one thing you could do for your wife? Number one answer. Number one, spend more time with my kids. So if you know you need to spend more time with kids and you know mom needs a break, then why don't we just do that more often? And I think one of the reasons is we just fall into patterns. Especially this can happen in uh, the first few years of marriage. We can get in the patterns. We can get in the ruts. This is how we do things. We're tired. It takes effort and energy to break out of that and to do something different. It's easy to come home, one or both, flop on the couch, watch the sports or the news, scroll through social media. 50 minutes turns into half an hour. Half an hour turns into an hour. Pretty soon, two hours have gone by and you're trying to eat dinner and kids are in bed and it's the same thing. Oh, tomorrow night we'll do something different, but it doesn't happen. And I, you end up on two different planets. And I think we need to require ourselves to get in each other's world once again. Get in each other. Break into the, the, to the world of your spouse. Break into the world of mom. One of the greatest things that Lori and I did, I mentioned this before, it was a discipline that we started early on. I don't remember somebody told us about it and we gave it a shot and we did it ever since. And when I would come home, the first thing I would do is we'd tell the kids to go play, don't bug us. You're going to be fine. Go have good, you know, mom and dad need to talk. We take 5, 10, 15 minutes or however long we needed just to hang out and talk, just to get into each other's world. You find out when you do that, you can learn a lot. You can understand if somebody had a bad day, why that happened. You can uh, really begin to relate on a whole different level. You find out that there's no secrets between you. You know how each day went, and that's pretty healthy. And this is especially healthy for mom especially if you have young kids, 
because it's a true statistic that women need to speak about 70,000 words a day. And that's true. Men, generally, I think it's around 25,000 words a day. So we use ours up pretty fast. When we get home, we don't have any words left. But they've been doing toddler talk. So they got 68,000 words left to burn through. And dads, it's up to you. Be the sounding board, man. Take the, sh the hit, right? Get in there and absorb words. Be the sponge. And listen well and think while you're at it. I know it's hard. Okay. I think we all realize we can't go into it's all about me and you know it's my turn. How come I have to do this now? No, it's let's get in each other's world. Let's look at it. Moms need recognition. This is a big deal. Recognition is why we have Mother's Day. So we can honor moms, encourage moms, bless moms, value moms like they should be. Proverbs 31, 28, 31. This is actually a biblical principle that we're doing here today. It says this, Her children arise and call her blessed, her husband also, and he praises her. Many women uh, do noble things, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceptive and beauty is fleeting, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Honor her, Notice it says that, honor her for all that her hands have done and let her works bring her praise at the city gate. So this chapter is recognizing the importance of mom, the honor and the value that they rightly should get. And it notice it says the city gates. The city gates is a very important place in the city back then when this was written. It was not just a doorway to the city, but it was where important things happened. Uh, transactions happened, right? Uh, it's where... Um, Acquisitions happened and meetings happened and major decisions were made. And for us, I guess it could be City Hall or the floor, floor of Congress. So Mother's Day, according to Scripture, is one of those things that we do honor and we do recognize. And uh, it's one thing that government got right, I guess. So don't let the government know this is kind of a biblical thing. Otherwise, they'll try to cancel it and shut it down and stomp it out. So we won't let those rascals do that, right? We will stand for Mother's Day. We will stand for moms, no matter what comes down the pike next. Amen? Yes. I'm talking about moms. Not whatever they're going to come up with. Right? You know what I'm talking about. Moms is a good thing. Govern, okay, anyway. Uh, recently, we have seen the incredible weight and value of moms. Oh, my goodness. What has happened these last couple of years has been astounding. As things have become unraveled through our nation, moms have stepped up and started running for congressional seats, and they're winning. They're stepping up, and I'm telling you what, people do not mess with them because moms are just fearless, and they will not back down. They're not going to shut up. They're going to say, not on my watch. This is not going to happen anymore. And they are kicking doors open. They are winning seats. They are, it is amazing. They're storming school boards and kicking the loons out who are trying to treat, teach CRT and, and uh, this whole sexual identity crisis stuff, whatever. They're saying, no, and they're winning school boards. See, they're taking them over in the name of Jesus. I tell you, these, these, these women are so fearless and so amazing and so powerful in who they are 
that, that there's senators, there's congressmen that go like, they don't know what to do, man, with this, that this new beast. You know, they're like, I don't know what to do. I'm not going to deal with her. Send the AIDS. Yeah, sick my AIDS on her. Maybe they can do something. I mean, they just like, they're not, I mean, these, these are gun-toting, like, congresswoman now you know they're like hi i have my gun in my purse and they smile and you're like okay you know it's like amazing go for it moms good for you way to shake things up way to kick the tables over guys are amazing don't underestimate who you are and what God has placed in you. You are influencers and you're building people. You're raising future leaders. That's what moms do. They do that all day long. They're building people. They're sort of like saying, man, if I got to build, I know how to do this. Let's see what we can do for our nation and our school systems and everything else. It's really powerful. Well, anyway, the Bible tells us that only people are going to last forever, not buildings. No matter how majestic buildings can be, only people will last. And moms are building people, Right? Companies don't last forever. They can be powerful. They can be amazing, but they don't last forever. Stock markets don't last forever. Your bank account don't last forever. Governments as powerful as they may think they are don't last forever. People do. And moms are building people. Moms are a great source for advice for life. Matter of fact, you could probably relate to some of these as you've grown up. I could testify to some of them here. At four years of age, my mommy can do anything. Eight years of age, my mommy knows a lot, a whole lot. Twelve years of age, my mother mm, doesn't really know quite everything. Fourteen years of age, naturally my mom doesn't know that either. Sixteen years of age, mother, eh, she's hopelessly old-fashioned. Eighteen years of age, she's way out of date. Twenty-five years of age, well, she might know a little bit. 35 years of age, before we decide, we need to get mom's opinion. That was 35. 45 years of age, I wonder what mom would have thought about that. And of course, 65 years of age is, boy, wish I could talk that over with mom. For some reason, last service, I couldn't hardly get through that line. Of course, we've lost, Lori's lost her mom, but. She often says, we'll be driving down the road, and she'll say, Moe, I miss mom, miss mom. Some of us are there, really miss mom. So moms also need communication. Talk. Talk is a loving thing to do. Listening. Does a lot for moms. This is for teenagers and moms, or for dads. Got to remind ourselves that a complete conversation does not consist in the word fine. It's not a one word. It, in, how's school today? Fine. A mm, little bit more. Add some more to that. A couple more words. How's work today? i got to work on this myself. Fine. A little bit more makes a big difference. How do you talk to your mom? Well, the Bible gives us a pretty good suggestion how you actually need to talk to everybody. Ephesians 4.29. Do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouth, but only what's helpful for building others up according to their needs that may benefit those who listen. I don't know why, but it's often moms that take the brunt of the worst things we say. I don't know if it's just because of the familiarity, 
Mom's always there. We know she'll never bail. I mean, she's going to be, you know, she's the kind of the glue. And uh, easy to take our words of frustration out on her. And uh, so they take a, a bulk of the abuse at times. Uh, I think it's especially significant for those who maybe are caring for older moms. That's a tough season to get into. It can be a real struggle. Frustrating. Mom's not mom anymore. It's hard. Maybe you're dealing with an elderly mom and you're in a situation where, you know, your kids are gone now and you're empty nester and you're thinking, I can finally do some things I've been wanting to do. And now you find yourself, you're taking care of mom. And you, you have to repeat yourself and, you know, you can't communicate like you used to. And, and uh, you get a little resentment coming in and it's, it's, it's a struggle. And... Uh, just trying to hold things together for mom. It's a tough time. That happens. And that's where the rubber meets the road for many of us when it comes to spiritual maturity. The humility, the servanthood, the patience, the selflessness that we've got to step into. And why do we do that? I'll tell you why. Because we want to help mom finish well, finish with dignity. Amen? That's what we want to do. And that's worth every ounce of energy and effort that you pour into her when she's at that stage of life. And that's something you'll never, ever regret. Amen? And Jesus will help you. I'll have the worship team come out. So moms, moms need patience, need appreciation. Moms need life. Moms need recognition. Moms need some good communication. And moms, we need to help finish well with dignity. Let's stand together. You know, it's not just our uh, mom's job to meet our needs. It's our job to meet her needs as well and to be in that place for her. I just want to, even the smallest thing, look, even the smallest little thank you for something that she has done for you that you've taken for granted for a long time. Mom, thanks for dinner. It was really good. Hey, Mom, thank, for, thank you for doing that for me the other day. I really appreciate that. I really mean it. Really start, start noticing things. Let me tell you what, that can, that can put a lot of fuel in her tank. And maybe you're here today and you're just not really serving the Lord. And you know Mom's praying for you. And I'm just going to tell you right now, when you got Mom praying for you, you've already lost. It's only a matter of time. You're going to be serving Jesus. You're going to be following Jesus. And you're going to be with her in heaven one day. And you're going to thank her up one side, down the other one more time for praying for you. But don't, don't delay. Make that decision. Follow Jesus. Honor your mom in that. Do something radical for God. Because your mom is going to bring joy to her heart. I think that's a pretty good reason. And your life is going to be so much better off. Let's pray. Father, we thank you, God today for our moms. Lord, we, uh, no matter where we're at in life, maybe we're a young mom, maybe we're an empty nester, maybe our kids are teenagers, or maybe we're just taking care of mom who's, who's really slipping. Maybe we lost mom. 
I'm asking God that in this place today, that every mom in this house would feel your loving affirmation being poured out over their hearts. They'd be lifted. They would be encouraged. They would know that they are in tremendous value as they're building people, as they're raising future leaders, as they roll up their sleeves every single day. Pray they would not underestimate the value and the courage and the fearlessness that you have placed in them, Lord, that when push comes to shove, they'll be the ones that are going to stand and they'll keep standing because moms are pretty incredible. I pray they would understand that today, the value and the glory that you have placed in their life and their heart. Bless our moms, God. Pour out blessing. May the glory and the peace of God rest upon their hearts. And may they step out of this place today with a new sense of, I'm going to conquer this place. I'm going to conquer life because of Jesus. I'm going to do it well. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening. For more of our podcasts and to discover how you can connect, visit us at churchak.org or download our Church on the Rock AK app from either iTunes or Google Play.